Great. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Cinematography for Actors podcast. I am your co-host, but right now I am your host, Indiana (laughs) Underhill, um, and we are the official podcast partner for the 19th annual Holly Shorts Film Festival, of which we were in the VIP lounge that you did not hear about until we started filming here. So I'm excited to bring you home with us right here, our new home. With me, I have three members, filmmakers, of the film Dummy that is showing in Holly Shorts. We have, and I got their pronunciations, I think, correct. Let's see. Lucas Hassel, the director. Andrew Caberline, mm-hmm. writer. And finally, Ben Andrews, EP, executive producer and actor. Mm-hmm. Welcome. Thank Hi. You. Thank How you. are you? Three for three yeah. on the pronunciation. We also have Holly Short's 2019 screenplay winners. Yeah, well, you're 2019, correct? I'm 2019, 19. that's true, yes. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Congratulations, Thank that's you. so fun. So yeah. you're veterans of the festival. Yes, in, in, in a way, exactly. And that's okay. how I came to be with this particular project. Because oh, my script won then, and I directed it with Ben's team up in Seattle, amazing people up there, uh, when it got to Andrew's scripts, Andrew didn't want to direct it, yeah. Yeah. necessarily, and they asked if I'd be interested in directing this past year's winner. Incredible. So. And I can already tell from, like, these speeches and conversation before we even started streaming that you guys have a great collaboration so I'm excited to dive into it fortunately we only have 10 to 15 minutes so before we dive into the nitty gritty can we talk about what Dummy is about Sure. I feel I'm going to throw that over to this gentleman. Yeah, right sure. Yes. Dummy is a, uh, on just a base level, is a movie about a, a very lonely man who is a CPR instructor who uh, has a change in his home life when one of his dummies follows him home. Wow. And uh, what it is on like a bigger idea for me is that it is a, a movie in that sort of uh, genre of like an animate object horror that decides not to have it the inanimate object be really quippy and really like a loud personality but let's actually like really look at just a simple CPR dummy that can't move or do anything cool. and yeah trying to ground it that way yeah. oh yeah <laughs> I'm like bro was that not clear uh oh Yikes. Wow, profound. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love it. And so I, because they're such short interviews, I always ask the filmmakers on an intake form, what were some of the unique things about the film's production? And here I have the partnership between The Summit and Holly Shorts. What is The Summit? Okay, so, yes, and I'll try to do this as quickly as possible. No yeah. problem. <laughs> so, We've already uh, wasted minutes to say those sentences. <laughs> <laughs> disclaimer, disclaimer, yeah. disclaimer. Yeah. Uh, so probably about 12, 12 years ago, Uh, I had just started getting into filmmaking in the state of Washington and in an effort to kind of build the community there because uh, the film industry in Washington is anemic to say the best or the least, whatever. (laughs) Uh, But the point was, is I met these festival directors at South By, um, that's Theo Dumont and Daniel Soule, and I I was just a filmmaker who had started the Seattle Film Summit and I'm like, I want to give opportunities for... uh, filmmakers and crew and talent in Washington to be highlighted in LA. So we developed a partnership and it's as simple as me and my team pick once we get to the finalists of the screenplays, we pick the screenplay winner. Then in the calendar year, the filmmaker will fly into Washington, we will film their film for them. It's a grant. Cool. And and then it gets an automatic premiere in the following year at opening night which was Thursday that is so fun too because what a way of I mean so CFA is all about community building Mm -hmm. and education and I think that ties in really well to both of those things the community that I already mentioned between you guys the collaboration it coming about on set 
you're a writer, you've passed off your script to a fantastic director sitting beside me, and then your cast in it. What was that collaboration like during pre-production because you're also an executive producer? So what, switching between hats or the conversations you were having, well, what it's, was it's, like that? It's interesting because this is actually the first thing I've directed that I didn't write. Because mm-hmm. I'm a writer, I'm wow, a director. Cool. So this was a real experiment for me as well. and. Um, and, and my sense was I had to find my angle into the script. That was the realization I had that maybe I wasn't as much of a filmmaker as I thought I was. Because I was like, <laughs> if I don't get the angle, I'm not sure I can direct it. So I remember mentioning to Ben, I mean, can I talk to Andrew about sort of what his intention are? And then we can sort of hone various things together. Mm-hmm. And I remember one of the big things we had initially was that you hadn't quite come down on either side of whether the main character was going to be a hero or a yeah. villain. Yeah. Oh, wow. Together, oh, interesting. We, yeah. together I, I felt like we needed to have an angle on that yeah. to, con- to construct it properly. And I just needed to hear sort of how flexible Andrew was about his script. And thankfully, he was an amazing collaborator. Oh, and I think thank we you. met several times in New York. Mm-hmm. And notes back and forth and suggestions back and forth. And then all of a sudden, I was like, well, this is a script I can direct. Now, yeah. I, yeah. now I get it. Yeah. And so um, the helpful thing was I had worked with Ben and his amazing team before. And cool. so... Uh, I think Ben is an underutilized actor, as it turns out. So one of the roles just screamed Ben to me anyway. <laughs> and, I mean, casting can be tricky. And because it would be long-distance casting anyway, having somebody that I knew I could trust sort of already without doing a whole casting process was sort of great. So I was like, Ben, you're Dwayne. Whether you want it or not, you're Dwayne. <laughs> Love it. And then it was true. a matter of figuring out who our lead should be. And um, with found this local actor that was fantastic Umberto Lenzi mm. um, and uh, he was such a gift he came in on an early reading of the script and yeah. then we were investigating maybe getting a bigger name of sorts from LA and so forth and in the end we just always came back to Umberto who just nailed that it always seems to happen that way doesn't yeah. it yeah. So exactly. it's like That's whether it be a DP or whether it be your actor it's always like no, we're going to come back to them. And like, you just think about that's them when right. you go to bed at night. You're like, it, it needs to be them. Exactly. Like, yeah. And that's a note to actors watching this or listening to this. Like, do readings. Because you, if you're in on that early yeah. enough, then it'll be tough for them to mm. sort of jettison you later because yeah. you'll be in their heads. So, so true. Better had that vulnerability that we're all looking for. And that's exactly the right point that then after we uh, heard him read it, I couldn't not see him in that part thinking about it ever yeah. again. And it's like, well, there he was. Yeah. 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 I think that's great advice, by the way. And I, because I think this, especially with self tapes now, it can be so difficult to like feel motivated to just do another one and another one and like go through that journey. And so hearing that from you know a filmmaking team who has a film at a festival, I think it's just so powerful. Um, what was? How did you want to portray the relationship between the dummy and the lead? Well, that that's a great question. I mean, that yeah. was going to be the. the the good thing about working with a dummy is that they're not going to insist on green M&Ms in their dressing <laughs> yes, room correct. and all kinds of nonsense. Yes. But the bad thing is you also can't adjust them very well. Yes. So it was a matter of figuring out how do we... It was basically it became a question of tone. Like, yeah. how eerie do you want it to be? Right. right. When you have an inanimate object doing nothing. And so the tone, I think we landed on was sort of an in-between. It's sort of horror, light, but it could be something else. Yeah. And it was just a matter of mainly figuring out how our main character responded to it and when we would cut to like a close-up of the dummy face doing nothing. Yeah. So it's about really, it became a great dance between myself so, and Ryan Purcell, our yeah. DP, of like, how do you, how to film the dummies and when you reveal the dummy in a yeah. close-up, when it was a why, and sort of steer really the, the viewer's perception of like, we're getting more and more inside the dummy's head. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And as we're raising sort of this somewhat eerie quality, are they for good or are they for bad throughout? 
then you would adjust the, the camera work according to that. Yeah. And what was like the most important thing? Because with all short films, there's sacrifices involved. What were like the things you were like, I'm not sacrificing that? Whether it be a part of a script or an emotion or a visual cue that you wanted to have or the size of the dummy, I'm not sure. But <laughs> what was, what were the like, I'm not sacrificing that? Well, I mean, oddly enough, it was like, a, for me, it was like a small thing. You guys can speak to what yeah. you ended up seeing yeah. in the film, but for me, the thing that I just saw visually that, that sort of wasn't written in the script per se was in the climax of the scene. I'm not going to give anything away. Yeah. But there's like a whole end scene that was probably the trickiest scene for us to film. Got it. Um, there, there was a lamp that I wanted over the dinner table. <laughs> and it was such a bizarre request. Mm -hmm. But from the beginning, I'm like, we need to get this lamp. So in the first meeting we even had, You're like, it's I was like, lamp. this is a lamp yeah. we need to get. Yeah. Because there was a motion I wanted out of that. It. And it's one of those horror tropes with like a, a sh yeah, swinging yeah, yeah. lamp with light and dark and so, but I felt it needed a heartbeat of yes. that. Yeah. And so although it was a nuisance to set up in a wonderful executive producer Monica's house, yeah. we managed to, uh, she's sitting right off screen over here, <laughs> yes. uh, Hi, we managed to get it up and, uh, and I think it really added to that final scene. So. Yes, yeah, absolutely. It, it was what drove that the motion of that scene too. Yeah. Like, and it's I love crucial. that you said heartbeat because we're talking about someone performing CPR. Yes. So I love the beauty of like adding <laughs> the life Unintentional of the puns, into the yeah. heartbeat of the shadow. And as a DP, I'm like, this is great. Um, <laughs> what about for you, for the script when you yeah. brought it to Lucas were you like this is like the core of this please yeah. do not change this do I, whatever you want with I this. think I was very precious at the beginning and uh, there was a like here is my my little baby handing over to you I think that by the end I would have been willing to cut anything I was like <laughs> you don't want it to be about dummies anymore get rid of them I would have like and that was a very very nice learning experience for me to kind of uh, naturally over the entire process lose that preciousness and yeah. that like mm. is very freeing uh, yeah and Ben, what is like the biggest takeaway you want the, the audience to have for this film? Um, I, it's a great question, but I'm going to answer the question that I have for myself. But I want <laughs> okay, you great. guys to know yeah. about, which is this has probably been my favorite short film I've ever done, uh, and it's really about going back to Umberto, who uh, was a, is a relatively inexperienced actor. Beautiful. The first day, the first two hours is on set. He's terrified. Right. And to see how quickly he trusted Lucas yes. and like, like bloomed in front of us, uh, and his relationship with the dummy that is <laughs> unspoken and there and precious. Like I want to tear up just thinking about the magic. And Luke, Lucas is. We brought Lucas back because Lucas to this date is my favorite creative collaborator and he just spoke to this because mm -hmm. he handed his baby over and Lucas elevates the set and the creativity and you just feel like, okay, I'm in the right group. I'm with family. So it's our baby now. Yeah. Uh, so all that's really the most important thing. Lucas, well, professional script up, nanny. I want to ask something about that. Umberto, the first two hours on set, what was the most important part about making him feel home on set? Well, it was a matter of sort of adjusting my language as a director mm. straight off, as opposed to coming out with a direction like, oh, just be more natural, which is the most unhelpful. <laughs> you know, so yeah. so yeah. I'm a fairly perceptive sort of people person, and so you just have to find mm. your, your way in and finding, a, understanding that, making him understand that I trust him and that he should be able to trust me and not out to 
get anyone or to be like that loud mm-hmm. director. It's like, action, show me what you got. Yes. You know, so there's just, you could do that with certain people. Uh, and so you adjust mm-hmm. to who you work with. And, and that comes from being an actor myself. I know what it's like being on mm-hmm. the other side. Right. Some directors are actors, directors, and other directors are camera directors. And they are all about angles and they barely talk to you. And so for me, I think I'm, I understand where, what an actor may need. And it's usually that they can trust their, that they're not going to be hurt by anyone. And yeah. the more they can relax, the better performances you're going to get out of Fantastic. it. And, that's, and as Ben said, it was like one of the, to me, it was like even if the film didn't do anything or if it ended up being a hot mess, which you never know when you start, mm-hmm. the one thing that was going to take away that we made this gentleman sort of have yeah. three fun days as like the leading man of a of a short and he's he's wonderful in it so yeah. oh, hopefully fantastic. many more opportunities for I can't him. wait till we can't afford him anymore <laughs> yes <laughs> what yeah. a great moment that will be yes exactly now you guys screened on opening night mm-hmm. which was this past Thursday um, but because of the relationship that Holly Shorts has with BitPix your film should be available as a virtual festival as well right correct, correct. so everyone yeah. can go check out Dummy um, and thank you guys so much we have once again, let's pronounce these names correctly. <laughs> we have director Lucas Hassel. Mm-hmm. Andrew Caberline. Got it. Writer. And Ben Andrews, executive producer and actor. Mine's easy. Awesome. Compared Thank you guys so much. Thank See you. you later. How many minutes did we make? <laughs> this has been another special episode of the Cinematography for Actors podcast. We are here live at the 19th annual Oscar qualifying Holly Shorts Film Festival through August 20th. Follow us wherever you listen to your podcasts. And if you are here at the festival, come up to the VIP lounge and say hi. We also want to give a huge thank you and shout out to our sponsors, which we have so many to help us put this together. And that is Apogee, Film Tools, Roscoe, Lightstone Rentals, Canon, and First Smile Technology for the awesome Wi-Fi hookup. As a special gift to our CFA listeners, um, we have partnered with a company called We Make Movies, you may be familiar with them, to offer discounted production services, including access to comprehensive production insurance and workers' comp for your next shoot. Visit wemakemovies.org slash insurance and use code CFA23 on your next intake form for 10% off your quote. We are making filmmaking more accessible. Thank you so much for joining us. We will see you next time on the Cinematography for Actors podcast. Thanks all. Bye. Bye.